Welcome to Black Women's Health, where we dive into the complexities of healthcare topics that affect our lives. I'm Dr. Rahman, and today we're delving, we're delving into the deeply personal and often misunderstood topic of self-managed abortions. Before we begin, I want to acknowledge that this is a sensitive topic. Our aim today is to inform and educate and not provide medical advice or to take any political stance. In the next few minutes, we'll explore what exactly is self-managed abortions, their prevalence, and we'll take a look at how they may be affecting Black women in the United States. We'll look at current trends, we'll look at the legal landscape and health considerations that all come into play. This episode is about bringing light to the topic that's often shrouded in misconceptions, prejudices, and stigma. Whether you're listening out of curiosity, personal concern, or you're a professional provider, we hope to provide a balanced, thoughtful, and informative discussion. So stay with me as we navigate this complex issue and let's work towards understanding it together. Access to legal abortion is becoming more restricted. Self-managed abortion is not a new phenomenon. Prior to the legalization of abortion in the U.S., there were community providers who offered women safe abortion care outside of formal health care system. However, people people often turn to unsafe and invasive methods performed by unskilled and untrained providers. Contributing to the phrase of coat hanger and back alley abortion. It's been suggested that 7% of women in the United States have had a self-managed abortion at some point in their lifetime. And we understand that given the nature, the secrecy, the complexity of this issue, many of these self-managed abortions may well have gone unreported. So what exactly is a self-managed abortion? It is, as it sounds, it's women either taking medication or herbs or having procedures done so that they terminate a pregnancy. And this occurs outside of the healthcare system.
Again, self-managed abortion refers to the ending termination of a pregnancy by an individual outside of a formal healthcare setting. This can involve, as mentioned earlier, a variety of methods. Most commonly, it involves the use of medications like mifepristone and misoprostol. These medications are the same ones used in medically supervised abortions, but in this context, they are often obtained without a prescription or without a healthcare provider being directly involved in the process. You might wonder why would someone choose this path? Why would a woman choose self-managed abortion? The reasons are as diverse as the individuals. There are issues regarding privacy, autonomy. For others, it's a matter of access. In areas where abortion services are heavily restricted or completely unavailable, self-managed methods may feel like the only option. And then there are concerns about cost and stigma and the desire for just a more personal experience. But self-managed abortion is not without risk. The lack of medical supervision could potentially lead to complications if the medications are used incorrectly or if there are pre-existing health conditions that haven't been fully evaluated. There's also the legal aspect. In some regions, self-managing abortions can have legal repercussions, adding yet another layer of complexity, fear, and uncertainty, uncertainty to a challenging situation. It is important to note that when carried out with proper information and in accordance with the recommended guidelines, self-managed medical abortions can have success rates and safety profiles comparable to those conducted in clinical settings. Let me repeat that. When self-managed abortions are carried out according to the recommended guidelines with the person having the proper information, self-managed abortions, success and safety profiles are comparable to those obtained in clinical settings under the supervision of healthcare providers. But the key and operative word here, proper information, which isn't always readily accessible. This leads us to an even larger question about healthcare equity. Who gets to have a safe, informed, supported choices in their reproductive health care, and who doesn't? This question becomes even more poignant when we consider communities that have historically faced barriers in access to health care, i.e. Black women in the U.S. But let's keep in mind, understanding self-managed abortions is not just about 
understanding a medical process. It's about understanding the societal, legal, personal context that lead individuals to make this choice. It's a complex tapestry of needs, rights, voices, and each deserve attention and empathy. The process involves taking a pill, mifepristone, which will terminate the pregnancy, followed by misoprostol, which will cause the uterus to contract and for the pregnancy tissue to be expelled. What the woman will experience is what looks very much like a menstrual period. There will be bleeding, there will be cramping. She should be aware that complications are excessive bleeding, meaning changing a pad every half hour to an hour, extreme pain, fever, or any other untoward symptom. Luckily, with the medical abortion, self-managed abortion, when taken properly, the complication rate is extremely rare. Let's talk about the trends and statistics regarding self-managed abortions in the United States. Recent years, we've seen a shift in the landscape of reproductive rights and access. With these changes, self-managed abortions has come into sharper focus. It's important to acknowledge the challenge in gathering precise data on self-managed abortions because who's going to tell and how will we know? Due to the nature of these procedures being carried out in privacy and the gray and confusing legal environment, many cases go unreported. However, there are some trends which have been noted. One trend is that there's a rising interest in medical abortion pills versus having a surgical procedure to eliminate the pregnancy. Online searches and requests for these medications has increased, particularly in states with restrictive abortion laws. Organizations that facilitate abortion pills have, have reported increases in inquiries reflecting a growing demand. Another telling statistic is the use of online telemedicine services for abortion care. These services, which are considered a form of self-management, have also increased usage. This is when a woman is contemplating or actually going through the process that she uses online services to facilitate the process. This suggests that a preference for privacy and convenience is paramount 
for many women. But numbers don't tell the whole story. Behind each statistical, there's a personal story because everyone has a story. Maybe a story of a lack of nearby clinics. Maybe a story of financial constraints. Maybe a story about confidentiality. These factors contribute to the ultimate decision that a woman will make and whether she will choose self-managed options. Interestingly, the pandemic has appeared to play a role with healthcare systems overwhelmed and movement restricted, more individuals have turned to self-managed options. This shift has sparked discussions about accessibility and autonomy when considering reproductive health care. So what does this tell us? It indicates that self-managed abortions are not just isolated incidents, but they are part of a broader narrative and conversation about healthcare policy, access, and individual needs. They're a response to the current state of reproductive healthcare in the United States, a, a, a a landscape which appears to be continually evolving. And as we consider trends and numbers, let's remember that these are real women who have real stories to share and real hurdles to overcome often in order to seek out reproductive health care. The single mom in a rural area finds herself pregnant. The nearest clinic is over a hundred miles away. There is no reliable transportation. She feels trapped. She feels alone. She feels as though there are no good options. Going to the clinic was out of reach. So what does she do? Often it may be something like turning to the internet and looking for self-managed abortion options. Or what about the young college student who is faced with an unintended pregnancy, who doesn't want her parents to know. And given the historical mistrust of healthcare system, she has a hesitancy to go to the clinic. She's heard all sorts of stories about how black women get treated. So she opts for a self-managed abortion. What about the woman who's deeply religious, but she gets pregnant. And in her community, an unwed mother is a shame and a disgrace. Fearing judgment, she ups for a self-managed abortion.
knowing that she would rather face this scary proposition than to face her family and friends. These are all possible narratives that women have to face when they're deciding if self-managed abortion is something for them to consider. So what about black women in the United States? It's essential in our conversation that we shed light on the issues of healthcare access, systemic disparities and reproductive justice. Let's start with black women in the United States often have unique challenges in accessing healthcare. Historically, this community has grappled with systemic barriers, including socioeconomic disparities, racial bias in healthcare settings, and limited access to healthcare services. These factors inevitably influence one's decision around pregnancy and abortion. Now, when we talk about self-managed abortions, it's not just a matter of choice, but often a matter of necessity for many Black women, especially those living in underserved areas, finding a clinic, affording the costs, or even having the ability to travel to a facility where abortions are legal and safely performed can present insurmountable challenges. These challenges are compounded in states with strict abortion laws or limited clinics. But there's more than just accessibility at play. The stigma associated with abortion often amplifies within certain cultural and religious communities concerns that a black woman would not want to have her choice of terminating a pregnancy known. Moreover, there's the issue of trust. Historical abuses and ongoing racial biases within healthcare systems have fostered a sense of mistrust among many in the black community. This mistrust can lead to individuals seeking alternative, sometimes called holistic, sometimes called homeopathic options rather than interfacing with traditional healthcare. Yet self-managed abortions, if not carried out properly, can carry risk. The lack of professional medical guidance can lead to complications and sometimes legal repercussions. These risks are particularly concerning for Black women who already face a higher maternal mortality rate and who already receive disparate care. And it's not just about individual risk. These issues tie into a larger narrative of reproductive justice and the right of a person to maintain personal bodily autonomy. 
to have children or not have children, to parent children in safe, sustainable communities. From this perspective, the conversation about self-managed abortions intersects with a much broader topic related to equity and rights. So does this mean that Black women managing navigating self-managed abortions, what should they do? It means that a Black woman contemplating a self-managed abortion needs to consider the layers of complexity from personal health to systemic inequalities. And it means recognizing the need for a comprehensive medical health care system that's accessible and affordable and free of stigma and discrimination. It highlights the importance of having trustworthy information and support systems. As we reflect on this, let's remember that experiences of Black women in the context of self-managed abortions are not just data points. These are stories of resilience, decision-making, the pursuit of autonomy within a system that often puts up barriers to care. These stories underscore the importance of continued advocacy, education, and systemic change in the realm of reproductive health care. Now let's talk about support. Undergoing a self-managed abortion can feel isolating. And this is a situation where support is helpful. Girlfriend or family member or support groups or even online forums, forums look for help, seek out help. And then post self-managed abortion, Follow-up care is important. You want to make sure that there are no complications and you may also want to start a discussion about contraception at that point. There are legal considerations. The legality of self-managed abortion varies from one jurisdiction to another. In some places, it's legal under certain circumstances. In others, it can be heavily restricted or even criminalized. Seek out information about the legal ramifications of self-managed abortions. The ability to obtain and to use the abortion pills without a prescription is another aspect that has legal ramifications. In some regions, these medications can be obtained online, but in others, there are, again, legal repercussions. For some individuals, there are legal consequences for self-managed abortions or even for experiencing a miscarriage, and this risk of criminalization adds nothing but more fear and uncertainty. And there are restrictive laws that can push self-managed abortion into a really gray zone, making it harder for individuals to get reliable information 
and to use safe methods. There are ethical considerations. Um, autonomy and choice from an ethical standpoint, the right of bodily autonomy is paramount. Advocates argue that individuals should have the right to make a choice about their reproductive health without undue interference. There are issues of safety and information and the ability to assure that individuals who do opt for self-managed abortions will have access to accurate information and safe methods. Because misinformation and lack of guidance can lead to dangerous outcomes. There's stigma about abortions and there's issues of confidentiality um, that all women have to address in their own individual way. And there's the whole issue of health care, health care equity, knowing that often those who resort to self-managed abortions are from marginalized communities with limited access to health care. So in conclusion, navigating the legal and ethical landscapes of self-managed abortions is nothing short of challenging. It requires a balance between respecting the laws, ensuring safety, providing access to information, upholding fundamental rights of individuals. As laws and our, our perspectives evolve, this conversation becomes even more pertinent and underscoring the need for ongoing dialogue. And a note to healthcare providers, we too need to know the legal ethical ramifications of caring for a woman who may come to us after experiencing a complication from a self-managed abortion. We need to understand our legal obligation our health obligation to that woman. Do we report what is happening or do we need to report how it happened? These are questions that need to be considered within the context, understanding that too often women face legal ramifications due to reporting by healthcare professionals to legal authorities. All of that needs to be reviewed and considered and healthcare providers who take care of women need to understand in advance how they would approach such a situation and their legal responsibility in all of this. In summary, remember that self-managed abortions can be safe when done correctly. They require careful consideration access to accurate information, and you need a support system. Understanding the process and being aware of the risk of knowing when to seek professional help. Remember, no one should have to do this alone. Compassion, access to resources, non-judgmental support are all crucial in the safety and well-being of those undergoing self-managed abortions.